and to show you some evidence uh, at micro level on uh, the employment condition of uh, Italian graduates in the labor market. Uh, we are economists, so we, took, we take a little different approach. We look more on uh, learning impact rather than learning gains uh, in terms of uh, definition. Uh, so we look at uh, employment rates, uh, wages, uh, and educational mismatches. And uh, uh, after this introduction, uh, we, uh, Luca will present you a new measure that uh, we build grounding on an occupational classification developed by the University of Warwick. And we apply for the first time this measurement to uh, Italy and getting some interesting results that can be uh, analyzed also from a policy perspective, so the, from the perspective of the higher education institutions, uh, because uh, we can get results on uh, the incidence of the educational mismatch, so the uh, mismatch between competencies acquired and used in the labor market, in the job post, and uh, we can get this uh, different, we can discriminate among across educational attainments and occupations uh, to discriminate the uh, outcome in terms uh, uh, basically of wage differentials. So, how much the, are the earnings of the Italian the graduates across different occupations <coughs> and across different educational attainments? Then we, ra we will raise some issues coming out from these findings. And uh, we conclude with a brief comparison with labor market's outcomes of Italian graduates working abroad. <coughs> because the, uh, the question, the basic question at the end will be, it is uh, more a weakness of the higher education institution or rather a weakness of the labor market demand? And one way to uh, try to address this uh, question is to uh, compare what, what uh, type of competencies and what uh, uh, impact has the Italian graduate in the domestic market and what is this, the impact of the same graduates, of a similar graduates, in the foreign labor market. And then we can say maybe it's the labor demand or uh, in, other, in uh, other perspective is the higher education institutions that uh, uh, must improve in providing uh, competencies that are able to get uh, uh, graduates more employable. So I leave the f I'm going just to show you some data uh, which are macro evidence on uh, 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 Italian graduates, uh, on the outcome of Italian graduates in the labor market. We have uh, uh, interesting uh, premium, premium in terms of employment rates. So uh, <coughs> Italian graduates are uh, more likely to be employed, so the 11.5% uh, lower in terms of unemployment rates and Italian graduates uh, on average is uh, so more less, likely, less likely to be unemployed and uh, on the other hand uh, Italian graduates are, are more likely to be employed so the employment rates is higher and also the inactivity rates is, uh, are lower among graduates although the uh, Italian graduates are still uh, 
low, uh, the inactivity rate of Italian graduates is still lower than the ones of uh, the European counterparts. So in other countries, the inactivity rate is still higher. But in within Italy, the graduates are uh, face uh, enjoy higher employment rates and lower inactivity rates. Uh, concerning earnings, uh, we have as well a premium, but in this case the premium is uh, rather poor, because in absolute terms the net earnings of the Italian, grad uh, Italian graduates are higher than the ones uh, of, uh, that get uh, lower educational attainments, but these are uh, premium from gra Ita young Italian graduates, so the ones that are exiting now, or five years ago from the educational path, uh, these, uh, these wages are lower, for instance, than uh, those <coughs> of people uh, that are older than them. So the premium of the young Italian graduates is quite low. Uh, relatively, in Italy, across the uh, age cohorts, mm -hmm. and is also <coughs> lower than the one of, uh, of uh, other countries, because this uh, figure, plus 14%, is very low compared to, for instance, uh, France, Germany, where the premium of uh, the graduation is higher, like uh, within, between 30-40%. Uh, third outcome, uh, which is quite, quite uh, general, is the educational mismatch. So how much uh, a graduates uh, evaluate the effectiveness of the competencies he acquired during the degree. And the uh, substantial part of it uh, is uh, unsatisfied and is self-assessed that is not enough, uh, is not using enough the, the, the competencies acquired during the educational career. And so he, he, he think is not satisfied and he think that the competency, the, the degree was not sufficiently effective. Now we are going to be this detail and make in uh, and introduce uh, Luca. We are going to explain how to measure uh, the educational outcomes and the educational mismatch of Italian graduates in another way. Okay, I will try to describe to you um, the exercise that we have done, and our major aim was to explore the extent to which uh, graduates were employed in jobs that are appropriate to their educational attainment. And before doing this, we had to ask um, ourselves what a graduate job is, of course. And we tried to refer to the economic literature on uh, educational mismatch, which is unfortunately quite large and debated <laughs> with several problematic issues. Uh, one of the most important of which is the very definition of educational mismatch. And one of the most problematic issues is to define what the required education is for every job title. And it has been made in several <laughs> ways along across this literature. And we think, we believe that the best one, the, the purest one, is represented by the job analysis method. Because it refers only the cognitive content 
that is encapsulated in the tasks associated to a given job, while uh, other authors have tried to make some self-assessment, but self-reported answers uh, concerning the required education, uh, self-reported by workers, are fuzzy. First of all, they tend to be uh, biased as workers, especially if they are graduates, tend to overstate the uh, educational attainment, their abilities, the uh, educational attainment, and understate <coughs> their job position. They try to say, well, I am more, I am more valuable, I'm more worth than what I am actually doing. And more than this, if I ask the workers what the job requirements of this workplace are, well, I'm not directly assessing the, let's say, demand side of the labor market for skills and knowledge. I am asking to the supply side, because workers do represent the supply side of the whole story and not the demand one. So it's indirect and fuzzy. Just like the other method that is represented by looking at realized matches that uh, consist uh, mainly in uh, looking uh, at what types of job uh, are, um, let's say, do have a, a, a college premium associated with earnings, with wages, or uh, which kind of, uh, the, the mean of educational attainment in a given occupation in a given uh, time, in a given period. This as well accounts also for uh, the supply side of the labor market. So. We wanted to go with the job analysis method, but we must recognize that this method has constraints and drawbacks as well. Because most of the time, these methods are based on two occupational classifications that do not account only for the knowledge and skills. Because they tend to rank jobs and occupation in terms of knowledge and skills encompassed by the constituent tasks and so on and so forth, and also for working experience and the economic sector. So once again, this is not <coughs> a, a pure measure of what a job is demanding to graduate. The only attempt in our knowledge, or let's say the best attempt in our knowledge that has tried to do this, is represented by the British Sokechi, developed by Elias and Purcell, and that was able to discriminate in a qualitative manner between graduate jobs and non-graduate jobs. It was a qualitative analysis run, uh, let's say, by experts uh, <coughs> with the matching procedures. And we tried to apply this classification to the Italian context in a, let's say, slightly different way because we wanted it to be a quantitative application. We wanted to rely on data on the Italian profession, coming from the survey, ISTAT survey on Italian profession. ISTAT is the uh, Italian uh, Statistical Institute, it's homologue to, uh, to the ONS. And uh, we wanted to keep the qualitative part when we were trying to discriminate horizontally between different types of graduate job, but we wanted something that was as objective as possible when discriminating vertically between graduates and non-graduates. So 
the, the aim was a classification capable to discriminate between graduates and non-graduate jobs, and then in turn between different types of graduate jobs that, uh, that refers to the three clusters of experience that were described and identified in the works of uh, Elias and Purcell. And uh, our starting point is the ISTAT survey on Italian profession, which is a huge survey. And it is held every five years, uh, a little bit like a census, <laughs> with more than 100 variables uh, expressed in terms uh, of our complexity scores. These variables represent knowledge, skills, competencies, so then they do not, not all of, not all of them do uh, refer to the cognitive content because we have competencies as well, but they are all identified as stemming from the educational uh, <coughs> system, the tertiary educational system. So basically, what we want to have a look at these variables and see what we can do with them. So we built up an allocation strategy in order to allocate each of the more than 800 Italian job titles to these four uh, occupational groups of the British OKC that are experts, communicators, orchestrators, and graduates. And in order to do this, we have followed three steps. The first, uh, the first one consisting in um, selecting only those variables that were relevant to every profession. Statistically speaking, it means that we calculated uh, mean complexity scores for all the variables, and then for each job title, we have selected only those that were exceeding one standard deviation from the mean. And by doing so, uh, we assume we are selecting only those uh, uh, variables, those knowledge and skills that are relevant to a certain profession and that are suitable to describe it and describe its tasks. And um, by doing this, uh, we select variables. Every job has its knowledge and skills. And we try to discriminate both vertically and horizontally. Uh, the horizontal part of it uh, remains a qualitative exercise, a qualitative analysis, because we refer these variables, these knowledge and skills, to the three cluster of competence that were identified by the British OPC. But in order to discriminate between graduates and ungraded jobs, we have done something different. We have normalized the scale of these variables that were based on a 100-point scale in the Italian survey, we have normalized them to a eight-point scale, which is corresponding to the European <coughs> qualification framework. Uh, I, I don't know if all of you, uh, maybe <laughs> all of you, luckily, hopefully, have heard about the European qualification framework. And we know that the sixth level of this framework corresponds to the undergraduate degree. So basically, we have normalized the score of every knowledge and skill, and we have gone looking if whether it was falling above or below this threshold in order to allocate it to graduates and non-graduate jobs. Then we have lowered the threshold because we have to run a sensitivity analysis and so on and so forth. 
basically, we fixed uh, a threshold and we proceeded in allocating uh, the, the job title. For instance, directors in manufacturing resulted to be uh, a graduate job. And uh, the most suitable cluster to describe this type of work was that of the orchestrator in that the variables that scored the highest levels were all referring to this type of cluster. Okay, this was just a, an insight on the procedure we have followed to build the, the classification. Now I wanted to show how it works when uh, uh, reference is made to what is going on in the Italian labor market. Uh, here we can see a graph. Uh, this is uh, taken and elaborated starting from the Italian survey on labor force uh, on the labor forces, and uh, we can uh, see how the proportion of graduate jobs evolved over time, before and after the financial crisis that took place in 2007. Of course, highly skilled jobs are defined as according to the SOPC. So we are having a look and summing up the three major groups <coughs> that we have defined as graduate jobs. And something interesting is happening down there because, as we can see, there's not much variance. It is quite stable, always below one third of the labor force. So there are not many graduate jobs in Italy available. And more than this, there is a slight tendency to increase before the financial crisis and then to decrease soon after that. And, well, this may, mm, this may be interesting because the Italian labor market is very rigid, it's very unelastic. We have experienced uh, uh, an increase in the unemployment uh, rates very late compared to the financial crisis. They started to rise in 2010, in 2011, and not soon after the financial crisis. So it is very interesting to have a look at the fact that the highly skilled jobs were the very first to decrease, to start decreasing. There is something we have to learn about this. And uh, for sure there is room for further analysis, for more in-depth analysis. And this resulted in what? This resulted in the fact that in 2012, if we consider only graduates, so we switched to the Alma Laurea sample. Alma Laurea, uh, if you heard about it, it's a consortium that surveys the most part of Italian graduates because 80% maybe of the Italian university refer to the consortium. And uh, if you are attending this one of these universities, you want to graduate, you have <laughs> to fill in forms, and basically you are surveying. So it's, it, quite compulsory as a procedure. So it's a big survey, and if we have a look only to graduates, we find out that nearly one quarter of graduates were mismatched in 2012. It's a big proportion of the graduate sample. This is another outcome in terms of uh, the labor market, and um, particular, the second column represent earning premiums for what? Earning premiums for the three groups, the first three groups of the SOPC. So basically, 
for graduate job uh, that can be described as expert jobs, orchestrator jobs, and communicator jobs. We have an earning premium for uh, attached with, associated with holding a degree, so over and above the occupational condition. And it is noticeable that we do have one earning premium for the type of job that uh, one, one worker is doing. We have one uh, earning premium attached to the graduation, to the educational attainment. But if you have a look at graduates working in graduate jobs, the overall premium is lower than the sum of the first two. <coughs> so something in the interaction between education and the occupational <coughs> condition goes wrong in Italy. There is no proportion between the two. Because if you are a non-graduate employed in a graduate job, you could have, uh, for instance, 22% earning premium. If you are a graduate employed in non-graduate job, conversely, you could still enjoy a 24% earning premium. But if you are a graduate and you are employed in a graduate job, you're not earning uh, 22% plus 24%. You are earning 22% plus 23% minus something. There is no proportion. <coughs> and this could mean that either the Italian tertiary uh, education system is failing to deliver those knowledge and skills that are relevant to employer, or on the other side, it could be that the employer do not value <coughs> knowledge and skills that much. And this is uh, something which is very, let's say, probable, given that most of the economic fortunes of Italy uh, were derived from small firms. We are renowned and famous, uh, especially in, the Bolo in uh, Bologna, because we belong to the Emilia-Romagna region, which is very famous for the industrial district, which are essentially made up by <coughs> very small firms, most of the time uh, family-based firms, which are not that formally uh, established, they are not uh, formally managed, and most of the time they don't have the power, they don't have the um, let's say wealth and capital to invest uh, into education, into research. But for sure, Giulio will discuss uh, the theoretical point. No. <laughs> yes, uh, we are going just to sum up some uh, of these uh, results, uh, starting from the, 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 the preliminary finding. So uh, there are uh, basically that uh, young Italian graduates. Uh, enjoy a substantial gain in terms of employment rates so that they are more likely to be employed but they are also, as we saw, not so much likely to be employed in a graduate job so to be, maybe they are, they are more likely to be employed but <laughs> they are not <laughs> employable in the, over in the sense, uh, in, the, in the full sense, in the full meaning and uh, this is also associated and this uh, is uh, as expected, with a lower wage premium. If I, if I, if I'm, if I'm, it's more probable that I'm employed, but I'm not employed in another job. I, my wage premium it will be negatively affected. And this is this is the first finding also that uh, uh, the classification uh, used by Luca 
is, co is confirmed. 23% of Italian graduates yeah. after five years from the degree, so not one year, they are not in the transition, they are already set up in, this, in their job post. Eh, but still they are 20% of uh, Italian graduates that are not employed in graduate jobs. Second results is more interesting and actually leave uh, the question open. That is, in particular, communicators and orchestrators, as you saw, uh, enjoy the higher wage premium, but this wage premium is associated also to non-graduates. So <coughs> the interaction term, as you saw, is negative for 12% uh, and 80%. This means that this, in this occupation, the type graduate occupation, according to the classification, something in Italy is not working properly. Because that is possible that either the higher education system does not provide this competence in sufficient terms or uh, can be substituted. Some graduates can get the same competencies. They are, uh, also, they are not subject-related competencies. So they are more soft skills, soft competencies. So it's uh, uh, more tricky to understand where they get this competence. And so it's possible that uh, this worker, is, since even if they are not graduate, are able to de develop the same competences. But it's also possible that uh, the labor market demand, as Lucas said, uh, is not able to uh, discriminate, does not add, uh, recognize the value of these competences. So there's not, uh, it may maybe it uses the degree more as a signal that uh, as a way just to uh, acknowledge the competencies that the system provides to, to uh, the students. What do we do? Uh, we leave the question open, because we, we cannot uh, answer to this question at the moment. But we just uh, carry on as a, a very short counterfactual descriptive analysis based on another survey, which is quite interesting, and uh, which was carried on in 2013 for, uh, by the Alma Laura Consortium. Again, there is a a group of Italian universities that uh, uh, collects information and they focused on Italian graduates working abroad. So we can compare. We can compare what happens if uh, the same person of the of similar person are going abroad or are staying in Italy. And we see that actually the outcome is changed. Migrants are better off than stayers in all terms. Satisfaction, skill matching, uh, net earnings. And there is a problem of selection, but this selection is not, uh, uh, let's say, as much biased as uh, in other countries. This is uh, our, uh, the outcome of our study <coughs> and uh, is based on statistical methods. Uh, eventually, we can uh, like, uh, think that the labor, dema labor demand in Italy has, uh, 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 is poor and uh, the, the problem is li more, li more in, li li in the labor demand than in the higher education system, but probably uh, we can do better in assessing which is the uh, solution. Eventually, just a, 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 a snapshot on what uh, 
Italian Gables working abroad feel about their competencies. And we say that, we, we find out that they perceive themselves to be competent, to be uh, ready to go abroad and uh, get uh, value, uh, get more gains from their uh, competence than in Italy. If you look at uh, aggregate data, Italian uh, migrants are increasing more and more. And that's probably one of the reasons. And that, of course, uh, the lack of skills is divided across uh, disciplines and uh, the types of skills, and you see the difference uh, that are uh, quite uh, uh, normal between uh, the type of uh, the degree. So we have concluded, uh, we have concluded and uh, we are open to the discussion and uh, hopefully to <laughs> get insights and feedbacks from you.